0: You're listening to SBS News.
1: Julie Inman Grant is Australia's eSafety Commissioner. We've seen some extraordinary scenes out of the U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee's hearings on big tech and online safety for children, including heartbreaking testimony from families, audience members hissing and heckling at tech CEOs, as well as Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg apologised directly to families affected by online abuse. What's your response to these hearings?
0: Well, there is a long tradition of congressional hearings of this nature. In fact, 40 uh, just around big tech over the past couple of years. Well, my first job uh, out of uni in the 1990s was in the U.S. Congress, where this is really a way to capture the hearts and minds and souls of the American people around a given issue. Uh, I was also behind the person in the hot seat during the uh, antitrust days when I was working for Microsoft and and our own executives were being grilled. Um, So it can be a very tough place to be. There were certainly with this hearing some very poignant um, moments, a few gotcha moments, um, but um, really an important dialogue for the US Congress to be having with the tech sector when you think about the fact that we in Australia uh, legislated and and created our first online harms regulator, the eSafety Commissioner in 2015, Uh, nine years later, um, we hope that we can really see some tangible action here.
1: The hearings have been prompted by what's been characterized as a shocking rise in online child abuse in different forms. How does that picture compare to Australia and Do you think big tech companies are doing enough to protect children from online harms in Australia or or otherwise?
0: Uh, Well, absolutely. We we are seeing an absolute tsunami of child sexual exploitation material and have been since the pandemic when we've had a doubling of child sexual abuse material year on year. Last year alone, we saw a tripling of sexual extortion scams that are happening on platforms like Instagram and Snap. So, you know, this is a really important time for the U.S. to take focus. There have been uh, bills pending for some time, and I I think here the intent is really to bring uh, some of this to a head so that they can see some legislative action. Um, You know, it would have also been a really great opportunity to extract some commitments from the tech CEOs to really harden their platforms. And um, those from the New York Times and the tech policy press who've been following eSafety have seen that we've put out a number of transparency reports about what all these companies are and are not doing to tackle child sexual abuse materials. And we have surfaced some very specific uh, safety shortcomings in their platforms. So if there are further hearings, there are real opportunities to get very granular and to ask companies to make specific changes, just as we are here in Australia.
1: To go back to that question of legislation, one of the committee's recommendations is greater legislation of big tech to make it more accountable for online harms. You mentioned Australia's 2015 legislation. Is our legislation adequate as it stands? Or do we need tougher legislation on big tech in Australia as well?
0: Uh, well, I think that's a great question. Um, The one thing that is great about Australia, and I think about the the issue of online safety, generally it's something that people of all political stripes um, can get behind. And online safety has been a very bipartisan issue in Australia. And that is why we were established in 2015 and we've already had our legislation reformed in 2021. As, As you would know, online harms change rapidly and the regulatory tools that we need, need to change in tandem. And so uh, recently, Minister Michelle Rowland announced that there would be um, an upcoming review of the Online Safety Act um, that was brought up so that we can be brought um, into the new world and the new realities that we're facing with. We're doing a pretty good job when we compare ourselves to the rest of the world. The UK just passed their Online Safety Act towards the end of 2023. The uh, Irish now have an online safety commissioner as do the the Fijians. And we have started something called the Global Online Safety Regulators Network to bring independent online safety regulators together around the world. We would welcome the U.S. creating a similar regulatory body in the U.S. Right now, we do engage with the White House and the Department of Justice and the FTC and other agencies, but they don't have a similar galvanizing uh, body for online safety like we have here with the eSafety Commissioner.
1: Hmm. I was wondering if you could say a bit more about the work of the eSafety Commissioner's Office and what you're doing on a daily basis to combat these online harms for children.
0: Sure. Um, well, the online safety, uh, the eSafety Commissioner is a very... Um, unique um, body. Um, We approach the um, eradication of online harms and the protection of Australians in three different temporal domains. In terms of prevention, through our education and prevention programs and materials, which can be found at esafety.gov.au. Then we have protection. We have a range of Complaint schemes that Australians can use when they're experiencing online abuse, whether it's youth-based cyberbullying, image-based abuse, and that, that also contains uh, deepfake uh, deepfaked, um, nudes, um, adult cyber abuse. Uh, but we also serve as Australia's national hotline for child sexual abuse material and terrorist content. The parliament also gave us sweeping new powers uh, that deal with transparency. And again, we've used that against 27 different services as part of uh, 13 different notices to these major tech companies, including all that were at the U.S. congressional hearing to find out what they are and are not doing to target uh, child sexual abuse. And uh, we now have mandatory codes that will deal with child sexual abuse um, that we're working on compliance against, as well as some potent new standards um, that are in consultation now. So we're working on multiple fronts, and we're also doing something called proactive and systemic change, by encouraging the companies to engage in safety by design, rather than retrofitting 30 or 40 different parental controls on, thinking about the risks and harms and embedding those safety protections in at the front end, rather than bolting it on after the harm has been done. And this is being picked up by the US and by legislatures all over the globe.
1: The hearings have also seen the CEO of TikTok again questioned about the company's links to the Chinese government. What is your office's view on the safety risks posed by TikTok, especially given its popularity among younger social media users?
0: Well, um, you know, our position with TikTok is that they provide a very popular social media platform that young Australians are using every day. And we want to make sure that these are as safe as possible. TikTok was the subject of one of our um, basic online safety expectations, transparency notices. And they did comply with that notice and provided us wholesome information, and are taking important steps to detect child sexual abuse material as imagery and as video. So that is is really our focus with TikTok, not not the parentage, uh, as was the focus um, of the U.S. hearing.
1: Thank you, Julie. Finally, I wanted to ask, what can Australian parents and children do to be safe online, and what resources does the eSafety Safety Commissioner's Office provide?
0: Absolutely. Um, now, you know, parents are at the front line of defense, but we, we're also working working with teachers, carers, grandparents, and educators. And all the information you need to keep safer online is at esafety.gov.au. I'd also mention that next Tuesday, February 6th, is Safer Internet Day. And this is a chance for us all to galvanize and to get behind uh, online safety for our children. Our focus uh, this year will be to connect, reflect and protect, particularly around online gaming.